Nebulaire passenger flight 528 to the Horsehead Nebula, departing from airlock Sawil 3, is now boarding. Priority passengers for Nebulaire 528, please proceed to airlock Sawil 3. Please make sure to check around your seating area before departure. The fairgrounds assumes no responsibility for abandoned positions, travel companions, or hopes and dreams. And these human diplomats didn't say anything about why it is they're here? We should find out in a moment, sir. Their ship has just completed docking protocols. What do you mean, we should find out, Frawl? You project simultaneous extrusions of consciousness into all points of space and time. Don't you already know what they want? On one level, yes. But you know I do my best to avoid spoilers, Mindy. <sighs> Fine. Well, it must be something big to get a couple of high-ranking League diplomats all the way out here. Unless they're just passing through on their way to an alien posting. They did seem anxious to speak to you personally. Even without consulting my future iterations, I think we can assume this will be more than a simple meet and greet. It had better be, if they've dragged me down here just to waste my time with oh. all- Hello, Commander Toriana, I presume? Yes, and you are... Counselor Williams Naris of the League of Humans Diplomatic Corps. Welcome aboard. This is my second, Lieutenant Commander Frollenbrar. Yes, yes. No time for chit-chat. Have the Zibidons arrived yet? Zibidons? Well, we always have a few on board, Frawl. There are a total of 22 Zibidons on station at the moment. No, no. The official delegation from Zibidon. Are they here yet? I don't believe we have any official delegation here. Unless they might be traveling incognito? That would be unlikely, Commander. The Zibidon aristocracy aren't exactly known for their subtlety. They tend to go in for crowds of servants, stirring flux lily petals in their paths, that kind of thing. Then I think we can safely say your delegation has yet to arrive, Ms. I'm sorry, I didn't get your name? Susan Tork Focus! Please! At least we're not too late. But we can't have you spoiling things with some ignorant blunder. We'll need to brief you thoroughly before the Zibidons arrive. And when will that be? Any time between yesterday and a few days from now. We can probably rule yesterday out. Yes, thank you. We don't know exactly when they're coming, but we know they are coming. And we've raced out here on the League's fastest transport to make sure they get what they want when they arrive. The continued stability of human Zibidont trade relations depends on them leaving the fairgrounds satisfied with our handling of this situation. And just what is it that they want from the fairgrounds? If this is about the peanut butter problem, we do get the occasional smuggler coming through, but nothing large-scale compared no, to the- No, 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 no! This is far more dire than a simple controlled substance issue. This is something that could conceivably upend the entire Zibidon Empire, and it's up to us to make sure it doesn't. Gemini Collision Works presents Life with Althar! Episode 6 Blood is Thicker Than Vacuum. And the Five of Gnomes takes it to 53, another two points for me. God damn it, Stops. I was sure you didn't have anything left lower than a six. Okay, Five of Clubs, one point for last card. Let's see your hands. Eight points, not too shabby, Quancy. How about you, Stops? 17. Holy hoppin' hydrazine! Double run of four for ten, three fifteen for another six, and one for his knobs. Hey, HF, I think the seltzer machine might be doing the thing again. You mind taking a look at it? Is it making seltzer? 
Well, yeah? Then you're fine. Okay, six points for me. Let's see what's in the crib. Three, four, seven, nine, ten, and the Monk of Clubs. Bupkis, if you discarded that Eight of Charms, I'd have had a decent hand there. Yeah, that's why I didn't. <laughs> you, you know, Stops, for a glitched out peanut butter junkie, you are the cagiest 3D cribbage player I have ever met. <laughs> and this kid's been around. Well, you know, HF, it's all about grooving on the patterns. Music, cards, you go deep enough into it. It's all just numbers, man. HF, it's getting louder. No sweat, Chip. I'll take a look at it later. Right, listen, Stops, are you sure that PB doesn't give you some kind of X-ray vision or mild precog abilities or something? Because this is shaping up to be the shortest game of 3D cribbage I've ever played, and no one's that lucky. <laughs> yeah, especially on the fairgrounds. Nah, man, Zibba don't rotoreceptors glom the same vibes as humans. And I go through time one second per second like most everybody else. The only difference between you and me is the chunk-style monkey on my thorax. And a couple dozen limbs. All right, all right. Deal. Not that the limbs don't come in handy. Can you hear that, HF? You're still getting seltzer? Yeah. Okay, then. Let me concentrate. There's no way I can win this, but I can at least try not to get skunked. <laughs> and speaking of, when are you going to get that translator fixed? That's rough, buddy. Yeah, I'd like to help you out, but you know how the robot union is about that kind of thing. You don't want to end up on the do not service list. <laughs> exactly. You're going, Chef. I'm going, I'm going. But I'm still not convinced you're not some kind of multi-system cribbage hustler. Mm. Seven of hearts. Uh, what can I say? I've worked a lot of rooms and I've pegged a lot of boards. Eight of charms makes 15, two points for me. God! <laughs> ha! Five of spades! A run of four! I feel a comeback coming on. Nine of domes, five points. By the forsaken friars of Far Gold 10! How do you keep doing that? Maybe I was just born with it. Oh yeah? Runs in your family, does it? Oh man, the less said about my family, the better. <laughs> of course we're here to play cards. So, Stops, you left behind a bad scene back home? Hmm, that's a pretty common story around here. Yeah, that place is fully voided. A serious vaunch, you dig? <laughs> Two for bears. Damn it. Go. <laughs> and one for go. Hey, no need to be embarrassed, Stops. We've all got a few skeletons in the family closet. <laughs> it's just an expression, Quance. <laughs> no, I wasn't trying to be endoskeletal-centric. Would you just play a card? Anyway, like I was saying, my family tree has more than a few rotten branches. Dad ran black market high dying to Mars. Mom spent her 20s smuggling phase rifles to Oberon. Grandma was wanted in three systems for insider trading. And my brother's an insurance executive. Yeah, it broke Dad's heart. Two for pairs. So no worries, Stops. Whatever your people got going, it's no big thing to me. Yeah, well, with some drifts, everything's a big thing. One for the last card. Count them up. When I said I didn't want to take over the family business, they flipped it like all 17 moons of Piblor just hit terminal orbit. Humans are way more my speed. Well, we're happy to have you. Even if you are the system's biggest cribbage shark. <laughs> Eight points. Twelve points for me. 
And another 14 for the crib. That's game, gentlefolk. Unbelievable. That's it. I'm out of here. Hey, HF, what about the seltzer machine? I keep telling you, Chip, it's not broken yet. Besides, I'm on my rest cycle. John will be on duty. You can call him when it goes bad. Well, how long do I have before that? I don't know. Maybe half an hour. Maybe less. Later, Chip. Sopon, give me John B. Should be addressed directly as your grandiloquence or indirectly as your fulmination. But again, that's only if they're wearing a turquoise sash. If the sash is aquamarine, the proper indirect form of address is instead your lustration, while the direct of course remains unchanged. Now, if the sash is cerulean... Is this really the best use of our time, Zanaris? I'd like to know what... The Zibidant Empire takes its titles extremely seriously, Commander. The last thing we need in a delicate negotiation is some LOH enforcement buffoon throwing a wrench into the proceedings by using the wrong honorific. The repercussions could be... Mr. Zanaris! My crew is more than capable of following your lead when it comes to formal terms of address. I want to know exactly what it is we're negotiating for, preferably sometime before the negotiations actually start. Well, that's part of the problem. We're not really sure. What? You came in burning up the priority comms channel over some so-called emergency, and you don't even know what it is? You may not appreciate the efforts of the diplomatic corps, Commander, but I can assure you that when I say there's a crisis brewing, that is nothing less than the truth. The information we've received may be, regrettably, spotty, but we know that a delegation of Zibidans from the Grand Duchy of Prang will be arriving on the fairgrounds within the specified time frame looking for someone. A Zibidant someone? As best as we can tell, yes. They refused to respond to any further inquiries as to the identity of this person or their reason for seeking them out. It seems likely that whatever this reason is, it's something that the Empire considers either dangerous or deeply embarrassing. We think they only resorted to soliciting our help because they believe their target won't leave the station willingly. And if we can't convince them to go with the delegation either... Then it may be up to you, Commander, to come up with an official pretext to force this individual to leave the fairgrounds. I see. Well, thank you for that explanation, Ms... Susan Torkin, second secretary in the League Diplomatic Corps. Torkin, I believe we have a resident here who used to share that surname. Any relation? No. Really? Because I seem to recall reading in his file that... I was under the impression that all the files connecting that person to his former identity had been expunged, given that he no longer has any legal claim to that identity. I'm quite surprised you managed to get a hold of them. I can still call in a few favors back on Earth from time to time, Ms. Torkin. I did a little research when I learned about John's unusual situation. I see. And even if he's no longer legally your brother, I don't think it would be illegal to check in on him while you're here. If I recall correctly, the terms of the restraining order only... If you're quite done gossiping, Commander. Could we please return to the matter at hand? We'll also need to arrange accommodations. I believe the Splendide is the closest thing you have to a luxury hotel on the fairgrounds? That is correct. Ugh. Well, it will have to do. Susan, book three, no, four, of their finest suites for the delegation and a reception room. And make sure their kitchens are equipped to handle Zibidant cuisine. 
can I at least assume the facilities are peanut butter free, or will we have a pack of hallucinating aristocrats on our hands? A certain amount of suggestibility on their part might be quite helpful in the negotiations, actually. We will not be drugging an interstellar delegation, Lieutenant. The Splondit's kitchens are certainly up to code when it comes to cross-species contamination protocols, Mr. Zanaris. I think the lieutenant was merely trying to lighten the mood a bit. Please, Commander. This is no time for levity. I could float closer to the floor if you prefer. I'll make the arrangements with the hotel immediately. Commander, your staff must be prepared to handle whatever the Zibidant's request may turn out to be once they arrive. I can assemble a security team to remain on alert in case they're needed to apprehend a fugitive, but without more information, it will be difficult to prepare them adequately. Do that, Frawl. As long as we're operating in the dark here, the best we can do is to try to account for every possible contingency. Which is why it's vital that you learn the correct protocol for dealing with the Zibidant aristocracy. Moving on to the under Viscounts. That's odd. I could have sworn there was a parlor palm sitting in that corner a moment ago. Uh, no. No, there definitely was not. Do you say so? Now then. If any of the delegation are wearing vermilion epaulets, they would be under Viscounts of the Echelon Primus, who must always be addressed by a... Who is Espidora, Father Alvar? Alvar will be most pleased to receive human guests from behind his curtain of privacy. It's me, dears, Mrs. Frondernax. Hello, Althar, sweetheart. Is John here? No, Grand John has departed for his work duties. Once again, all our lives are threatened by the sensor machine at the electric egg. But Mrs. Frogrenax is welcome to await his return in comfort. May Althar offer some distilled water or ammonium nitrate? Oh, no, dear. I'm too excited to eat right now. Althar, you'll never guess who's just arrived at the fairgrounds. You are most likely correct, Mrs. Frondrax. There are many, many billions of beings in the galaxy, and to guess one among all of them would no doubt take Althar a very long time. It would be best to tell Althar instead. Yes, of course, dear. You're such a sensible boy. Well, the Commander and Frawl are down in one of the conference rooms with a couple of Earth diplomats, and one of them just happens to be John's sister Susan. to Althar's understanding. You're sure John will be happy? Oh, yes. Fred John has many times compared Susan to the human leader Genghis Khan. So Althar believes that she is a skilled administrator and a great proponent of meritocracy and religious tolerance. Well, she did seem to be on a pretty important mission from Earth Central, so I do hope she's not here to make any trouble for him. You know... As the higher status sibling, she has the right to challenge him to single combat and eat his heart to gain his strength. Ah! Oh no, what am I thinking? That's the Delurians. <laughs> no, that's right. Human siblings never fight. Never. Never, ever, ever. Oh, then let us go to the electric egg and share this excellent news of Susan with friend John immediately. Mm -hmm. 
these cells for the imminent splendor of the most serene amplified high notability, Jean Allen Duong Batekel Menwaltz, daughter of Jebelins, house spirit of the Grand Duchy of Prang. This is it, Commander. Remember, keep your eyes respectfully raised to the ceiling until addressed by the Ampliso Magnificat. Lieutenant, just try to hover as obsequiously as you can. All among you stands ready to bestow salutation upon her beneficent splendor. It is I, William Zanaris, son of Jant, who rejoices in that honor, on behalf of the League of Humans Diplomatic Corps. And who are these who second you, William, son of Janet? They are Suzanne Torkin, daughter of Nina, also of the League Diplomatic Corps. Your effulgence. Commander Minditoriana, daughter of Catherine, who commands the station you grace with your coruscating presence. Your effulgence. And Lieutenant Commander Frolin Brar, spawn of itself. It is an exquisite delight to welcome her beneficent splendor and all of her factota to the human exchange concourse. We are humbled and awed by the largesse of your glorious symmetry. Truly, the fruition of this meeting will be as opulent as the uncountable pearls of the Nazlatan. Enough. We are here on a matter of the utmost delicacy, which we have no intention of discussing before this rebel. Of course, your effulgence. We've arranged for the use of the Hotel Splendide's reception lounge for our discussions. If your beneficent splendor would deign to follow me. Welcome, gentle beings, to the Hotel Splendide. I'm Rosalind Frankenbot. And it will be my great pleasure to offer any assistance you may require while in residence at our Grand Monarch Casino Hospitality Suites. Our kitchens stand ready to prepare thousands of dishes from the cuisine of over two dozen worlds, delivered to either your rooms or buffet style here in the reception hall during the course of your deliberations. We will of course be delighted to offer you a full line of credit at the Casino Splendide during your stay, as well as access to our Olympic swimming pool and exercise facilities, complete with adjustable gravity settings. Our spa offers a variety of facials, wraps, depilatory treatments, repilatory treatments, and 18 different forms of both traditional and telekinetic massage. Please let me know if there is any way I can enhance your enjoyment of your Hotel Splendide experience. We have all we require for the moment. Now, be gone, mechano being, until you are summoned again. The most serene, amplified, high notability requires privacy. Be gone! Of course, sir. The League of Humans understands the need for discretion, your effulgence, and we are prepared to offer all assistance possible in the interest of interstellar amity and the long-standing relationships between our peoples. May we, your humble servants, be informed as to the exact nature of your mission here? We appreciate your directness, Naris of Earth, and will delay no further. We have come to retrieve a relation of ours. My quarter cousin, the Marquess of Brennefine, a young Zippodont who has been traveling in human space for some years. His mother, the Grand Duchess, has thus far allowed him to indulge himself in this fashion. But as his uncle, the Baronet of Kandafar, has been stricken with Jifilgen's blight and is not expected to recover, it is time for the Marquess to give up his childish antics, return to Zibadon, and take up his uncle's title. And would your scintillance condescend to tell us the name of this person? The well-learned, illustrious lordship, Gamelix Lobice of Fields, 
Marquez Runroar, son of Jebolent, House Bilibert of the Barony of Elephine Huayne. I'm afraid I'm not familiar with the name. Susan? No record of such a person exists in our databases, your effulgence. And no one by that name has passed through Fairground's customs. Well, he has, of course, been traveling under an alias, in order that he not bring disgrace to the family, a condition his mother set forth when she allowed him the latitude to occupy himself as he sees fit. Thus our insistence on secrecy. It is imperative that the name of the future baronet of Kundafar not to be linked to any indiscretions he may have committed while in human territory. And do you know this alias? My wayward cousin did not see fit to inform us of his plans in that regard, no. But we come bearing a hologram of his likeness as he was before he left us. This should allow your people to seek him out. Kavulin. Behold, gentle beings, the resplendent visage of his lordship, Melix Lobiche of Fields, House Billabert. Marquess of Brillafine Wine, Baronet Apparent of Candafar! Hmm. Uh, is that...? I believe so, Commander. You know the Marquess? He is here, after all? Yes, your effulgence, he is. Uh, we've had a few dealings with him. Yes, we've had to throw him in the peanut butter jar more than once. The peanut butter jar? Explain yourself at once, Commander. I must apologize for the expression, your effulgence. We have a, a few cells in the brig that are optimized for the comfort of the most common non-human species. And as peanut butter intoxication is unfortunately the most frequent cause of imprisonment for your people here, the crew has taken to referring to the Zibodont facilities as the peanut butter jar. No disrespect is intended, I assure you. No doubt your effulgence will recall that the assignation of informal nicknames is considered a friendly gesture among humans, and take this one in the spirit in which it was meant. It is not your silly names that concern me, but the fact of the Marquess's imprisonment. What crimes against human law did he commit to require that such measures be taken against him? Use of inappropriate fatware? The wearing of white after the day of labor? Or perhaps, I know your people frown on dueling, but you must understand that there are times when a Zippodon must defend his honor. These youthful peccadilloes could have been overlooked, surely. I'm afraid it wasn't any of those, your effulgence. We call it the peanut butter jar for a reason. Lieutenant, in the interest of interstellar amity, I think it would be best if you returned to the bridge. And let the security detail know they can stand down. This doesn't look to be a fugitive situation. Understood, Commander. Am I given to understand, Commander, that his lordship, the Marquess of Bilifine Huine, the future baronet of Candafar, is a peanut butter junkie? What? Not a particularly disruptive one, I should add. We've only had to detain him a couple of times when he was vacationing a little too far from reality. Commander, the Zippodont Empire is prepared to overlook these acts of les majesté on the condition that they are never linked publicly to the baronet apparent. Understood, your effulgence. 
But it is clear that young Camelix must be judiciously whisked onto a brigantine and removed from this corrupting environment without a moment's delay. Commander, how long will it take your staff to search the station for him? I don't think that will be necessary, Mr. Zanaris. At this hour, he's most likely at work. Okay, Sopan, just hold it there for a second and done. Seltzer's fixed. Ah, great. Perfect timing, John. D and Stops are gonna start their set in a minute, and those alarms don't really do a lot for the ambiance. Hey, any chance you could disable those before you head out? No one makes any changes without the approval from the committee back on Earth. You know that, Chip. Sure, sure, but you know accidents happen. If you maybe were to jostle a wire or something while you're poking around in there. Not if it's bigger than 16 gauge. Plus, the compressor shares coolant with the life support system, so if you like breathing... Big fan. ...then I wouldn't mess around with the alarms. Gotcha. Well, thanks anyway. What the...? <laughs> Prepare your wretched spirits for the impending magnificence of that! A completely inconspicuous individual! Marvel not at their splendor, plebeians, for their business is none of your own! Well, Commander, you seem certain the Marcus would be here. If you've led these <clears throat> perfectly ordinary Zibidons on a wild goose chase through the seedy underbelly of this miserable garbage scow, you'll answer to Earth Central for it. Mr. Zanaris, this is hardly the seedy underbelly of this miserable garbage scow. It's barely even the seedy armpit. Frankel, do you have a moment? Anything for you, Commander. Say, if this is about the Gendarian busboys sleeping under the bandstand, that's all taken care of. I set them up with some hammocks in the storage room. The bandstand wasn't the issue, Chip. It's the sleeping that's against the regs. You're not zoned for residential. How many times are... You know what? We'll deal with that later. Right now, I need to talk to another one of your employees. Ah, okay. I think I can guess which one. Is he working tonight? Sure. They'll be starting in a minute. What's up? Nothing I can talk about. Is there somewhere more private we could sit down with him? I've got something of a... Welcome, gentle beings, to the Electric A. Your home on the fairgrounds for the finest in intoxicants, entertainment, and galactic fusion cuisine. I'm Delilah Mallory, and joining me, as always, on keys, drums, guitar, bass, viola, and fleasborp is the incomparable Stops. Stops, you're not too busy over there with all that equipment to sing a little something with me, are you? Never too busy for you, Dee. <laughs> Isn't he a peach? Now, folks, out here in the vast, empty expanse of space, sometimes things like romance can get a little difficult. You don't sister! She knows what I'm talking about. So now, Stops and I would like to sing you a little number about two sentients trying to chase away loneliness while maintaining their oxygen supply. We call this one, Baby, It's a Vacuum Outside. William, is that... Good Lord! The Marquess! Let's see if we can keep the delegation distracted until he gets off stage. It's our only chance to get through this problem. Oh, this is... Oh, you could...
by the seventeen moons of Kevlar, sees the sun's evenly display. Uh, stops? Hey now, folks. No need to get excited. Why don't you all have a seat and... Melix the BJO feels put down that fleas ball patch once. Oh, nerds. Stops, what's going on? Sorry, D. Looks like you'll have to fire up the karaoke matic I got family in town. I wanted to hear Beyond Your Anus with a fleas board solo. Okay, folks. Let's settle down now. We've still got plenty of entertainment for you this evening. We'll just take a second to set up our backup, backup music. And for the next hour, we'll be having a buy one, get one, um, half off special on Ganymede Gimlets. And remember later on, MC Magnetopause will be spinning all those retro 24th century hits. So kick back, relax, and let's all ignore the messy Zibidot family drama going down over by the bar. Well, guess it's time for a medley of all your public domain favorites. So to get us started, how about a hey, classic little Auntie old Lynn, from back on Earth? You could have waited until the end of my set. I care not for your set. And you will address the amplified respectfully, as befits a scion of Zindra. Nah, check that. I F.O. the Empire for a reason, okay? I appreciate the visit, but you know, I've got to get back to work. Oh, Impudence! You dare to find the Amplified, and through her, your mother, the Grand Duchess! I mean, yeah? I'm afraid you have no choice in this matter, young Marcus. The Baronet of Kandafar is unwell, and thus we come bearing the scepters of Jithren, that you may assume your uncle's position without delay before returning to Zibidon to take the oath of blessed Imperium. Uncle Debs? Yes. I'm afraid he's expected to depart the material plane shortly. Whoa, that's a real drag, Auntie, but I'm still not gonna go. Tell Mother I said hi, okay? I can scarcely bring myself to believe this affrontery. My suzerain, it would be a gross transgression for one as lone as myself to upbraid Marcus. But were I to commit such an impertinence, I would no doubt say, Most others, have you no respect for your quarter cousin? Have you no respect for the Grand Duchess, your mother? Have you no respect for the 53 principles of Zofont? Nope. Gentle beings, may I take the liberty of reminding you of the need for discretion in this matter? If all parties are amenable, perhaps we might adjourn to the Hotel Splendide. We can all take a few moments to settle ourselves, and the Marquez can change out of his stage costume. costume. And we can resume this discussion in relative comfort and privacy. Very well. We will reconvene in one half hour. Zanaris? You will ensure that the obdurate Marquess is in attendance? Your wisdom dazzles as it enlightens your effulgence. Well played, Susan. Susan? What are you doing here? Working. Oh, of course. Why would I think you were here to visit me? It's not like anyone else has. Listen. No, it's fine. I'm sure you have lots of super important diplomatic work to do. I do, actually. Yeah, those fancy canapes don't eat themselves. Ugh, typical. Just because you can't be bothered to. Human patrons, 
there is an Iltorian entering the electric egg. Repeat, an Iltorian is about to enter the egg. Please avert your eyes, or if you prefer, you can raise your hand and the waitstaff will be bringing around blindfolds. So this would be your roommate? Only you can end up rooming with an Iltorian, I swear. Hey, Althar actually likes me. It's a nice change from back home. Uh, good luck with your canapes. I'm out. Eyes down, folks. Here he comes. Richard! Althar and Mrs. Friend Renex have the most wonderful news! Susan, the sister of Friend John, is here on the fairgrounds for the visiting! Not for the visiting, okay, Althar. Look, like I have to go. I'll see you at home, okay? Dear, something must have him awfully upset. He lit out here like something was nibbling at his shoes. Oh, hello, miss. We haven't been officially introduced. I'm Mrs. Frontenac. I'm your brother's neighbor up on Aleph One. And of course, this is his roommate, Althar. Now, don't look at him, dear. You'll just put yourself in a terrible state. But we came rushing down here just as soon as we heard that John has a family on the station. Because we're all so excited to meet you. And I'm sure John will be thrilled to show you around the place once he's done with whatever it was that took him out of here in such a hurry. Won't he, Althar? Oh, he's such a helpful young man, always rushing this way and that with his tools and such, fixing all the malfunctions we get around here. Well, not all the malfunctions, of course. The robot union wouldn't stand for that. But he's still very handy and should be terribly proud. Welcoming to Susan, sister to friend John. This meeting is of great pleasure to Althar. Uh, thank you, Althar, Mrs. Frondernax. I'm a bit busy at the moment, so I'm afraid I don't have time to chat. Oh, then Alva will not delay Susan further, but perhaps later, when the busyness has diminished, Susan may enjoy a pleasant meal at the home of Althar and friend John. I'm sorry, Althar, but I don't think either John or I would enjoy that. Oh, Althar has installed a privacy curtain for human comfort. John and Susan will not expel fluids at the sight of Althar. It is a promise. That's... Very considerate, Althar, but you're actually not the main problem. John and I haven't had a pleasant meal together since we were on solid foods. Susan, if you please, these yes, constant yes, distractions yes, of yours. Uh, oh, oh my God! Oh, wonderful. William, William. Remember the briefing, eyes down, hands in blinder positions, wait for it to pass, and don't think about him. Deep breaths, Mr. Zanaris. Try to imagine the smell of fresh baked bread. That seems to help. Alvar apologizes for the causing of distress. Alvar will obscure himself behind this decorative trace. Alvar is becoming as small as possible. Please fear not, gentle human. <coughs> It's all right, dearies. You can uncover your eyes. The dear boys have completely hidden behind this rather dashing Algerian ivy feature. Hello there, handsome. You're going to want to bring that mop bucket over here when you get a minute. Feeling better? Never mind that now. We have barely half an hour to get the Marquess to agree to this meeting. This is a, a crisis, a disaster, a calamity. Hey, hey, I'll come to the meeting. Just be cool, okay? What, just like that? Sure, there's going to be a spread, right? I heard something about canapes. All you can eat. Okay, flush. See you there. I can't believe that worked. 
Never underestimate the appeal of free food to a musician. Just keep breathing, Mr. Zanaris. Picture yourself in your favorite bakery. And what strong tendrils you have. You know, I'm not normally this forward with a plant I've just met, but... Mrs. Fodrinux! Oh, my blades and petioles! <laughs> I forgot you were hiding back there! I, I just get a little lonely sometimes, you know how it is, and, and there aren't many of my kind here to talk to, so... Commiseration to you from Alvar, but apologies, there is some urgency. Alvar fears he has committed a misunderstanding. It seems the presence of Susan brings no joy to friend John. How is this possible? I'm as confused as you are, dear. Let's see if we can't figure this out. Now, Susan can't help us while she's preoccupied with this Zibidon business, so it's up to us to shake Johnny out of this wilt he's in. Oh, I know just the thing. If there's one thing all humans like, it's surprises. Well, that's because of their silly thing where they spread fertilizer every time they catch a glimpse of you. But no, no. Ordinarily, humans love to be surprised, especially by visits from relatives. If we can just get them away from all this fuss and bother, and then arrange a little surprise meeting between the two of them, then this whole tangle will take care of itself. Just you wait and see. Ready, I say, are you ready? MC Magnetopulse is here to lay down the rights of street for all night long. So put down your glasses and get off your asses. I want to see all your appendages on this floor and moving. We got the mighty, mighty sound of the 24th century coming back at you. This is D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-D-
But I still think you should try to calm down. You're not going to be much use as a mediator if you burst a blood vessel before we even get in the room. All right, my sluggers and hoppers, you all remember this one from the Straussian distribution. So I don't want to see any hesitation out there. It's time to get your flickle on! So, yeah. That happened. Uh, yeah, it did. What the meckle was that all about? Are you seriously royalty? Yeah. My mom's a grand duchess of Prang. 23rd of her name. Suzerain of all Guantaria. Protectress of the outer quantities. All that smart. But I've vagued out about a dozen years back. Haven't squeaked anyone from the Empire since. But they called you Marquess. Have you been, like, ruling people this whole time? Nah, the place runs fine without me. The stewards are the zoods who keep it together. All my folks do is yell at the skulls and throw fancy parties and insult each other at the parties and fight duels over the insults. Then throw more fancy parties to celebrate whoever won the duels. Okay, I get it. How come you never told us any of this? Because I left that life behind, man. I never thought they'd come looking for me, not this soon anyway. Oh, Frid. Uncle Dempse was a pretty slick proto-frix. So the whole time we've been working together, you've been lying to me. Pretending to be just some wandering gig hopper. Oh, Dee. Don't be like that. I'm Stops. None of that other schness is the real me. I don't want to be the Marquess of Brelafine Wine. It's a real voyeur. Yeah, but think of the publicity angle. A genuine Zibidon Prince. Right here on the stage of the Electric Egg. Oh, come on, Chorp. It's embarrassing. I mean, Brian May didn't go waving his astrophysics degree around you, did? Who? Human musician, a few hundred years back. Wrote Fat Bottom Girls. You two a pair of nose? He was in Queen! Wait, he was royalty too? Should have been. So that's why you insisted on a per diem, huh? You didn't want to put your real name on a contract and blow your cover. Yeah, that. Plus, I've been around, man. Cash up front's the only way to go if you don't want to get frilled over by some Chuck O'Runno club owner. No offense. None taken. I don't get it. You left behind a life of luxury to play in bar bands? Like, on purpose? You didn't get kicked out over the peanut butter thing. Nah, I didn't get into the goober till after I hit human space. I came out here for the music, D. First time a classic ensemble did a concert of 20th century work at the palace. Some of the standards, you know? King Crimson, Throwing Muses, Blue Cheer, Charles Mingus, The Carpenters. It changed my life. I was hooked. Hurt that zombie birdhouse and hitched a ride to Earth first chance I got. Look, Stops, on behalf of humanity, I'm flattered, but I gotta be honest, I've never heard of any of those people. Ignorance of your culture is not considered cool, Chorp. Okay, okay, so your family found you. What do they want? I guess my Uncle Dempse is sick. He's the last of my mom's brothers, so... His title goes to me. So what does that mean? They seemed really worked up about it. Yeah, but they're like that all the time. Uptight in triplicate. Oh, okay. So they just stopped by to tell you you're the new... What was it? Baronet of Kennefer Ah. That looked great on a marquee. I'm just saying. And now that they've told you, they're heading back to Zibidon. Well, yeah, but they want me to come with them. So just tell them no. Yeah, you gotta maintain your boundaries, kid. Right. Right, I did that, but now they've got this meeting thing with the commander and those human diplomats? 
I'm nerved out, Palominos. I think they're like scheming. What have they got the humans to mulch me out? Well, what's the worst that could happen? You pack up a few snacks for the road, head back to Zibidon, sign the Baron papers or whatever, say hi to your mom, and you hop on the next transport and be back here in a couple weeks. We can put together a band to sit in for you till then. Uh, remember the last time we tried that? Better stick with the karaoke-o-matic. It's no good, Zoods. My folks let me do my own thing for a while, but that was before they found out what my thing was. I don't know if they're more zarked about the PB or seeing me work a steady gig, but I am definitively out of slack. If I set one pod in the Empire now, they'll make sure I'm stuck there for good. Can they do that? They can do whatever they want, man. It's Zibidon. So I gotta keep off that brigantine or I'm frilled. I don't know what they're gonna try, but can you be like my backup at this meeting? Because I am tripping lobes right now, and this might get hairy. Yeah, of course. We've got your back, Stops. Don't worry, buddy. You're one of us now. They can't mess with the electric egg. <laughs> all the time, protocol this and propriety that. I'm sure you understand, you being a diplomat and all, all these people with all their problems making their lives so difficult in so many languages. Yes. But the one thing that calms everyone right down is to sit with a bunch of friendly plants. I... So pleasant to just sit and process some good gases with good friends around. And what else do you really need? Um... Come down here almost any cycle and you'll find a few sentience just enjoying how silent and peaceful we plant folk are. Yes, it's really relaxing, really, um, quiet. Oh, yes, dear, this is the perfect place for that. Nothing but peace and quiet, 28 hours a day. You won't find anything to wither your petals here. Oh, Jesus, hoverboarding Christ. Yes, this is the perfect place for recovery from the bad moods. Many beautiful earth plants for viewing and smelling, and the trickling of water from the broken valves of irrigation provides a soothing noise also. And now, Fred John must like to be surprised that has been arranged by Mrs. Fred with a What? Oh, it's you. Didn't you have some urgent diplomacy to do? What are you, forging an alliance between the flower beds? I was trying to relax and go over my notes before my meeting in 20 minutes. A meeting that has billions of credits riding on it, so I want to be at the top of my game. Because I actually care about my responsibilities. Unlike some people. Alpha is observing the body language of human tenseness. Do not worry, good humans. Alpha will listen from behind the shrubbery so as not to interfere with this family reunion of no, you can stay right here, Althar. I think my sister should meet my friends. That's something human sisters do, right, Susan? Oh, yes, and gratitude! Thank you, Fred, John, and Susan. It is a great privilege to Althar to observe the typical human siblings and their pleasant relation. Convinced with the cherishment and affection, and though Althar were not here, please, dear human friends. Well, that's... That's sometimes what happens between human siblings, Althar, but it doesn't always work out like that. Sometimes siblings can really push each other's buttons. Oh, is it permitted to see these buttons, please? Uh, just an expression, Althar. It means uh, to irritate someone in like a really efficient way. So, for example, there are some human siblings who really like to nitpick and harp on people's mistakes. You know, that's true, John. 
and sometimes there are siblings who are completely unsupportive and never appreciate their older siblings' hard work or accomplishments. That frequently causes problems. Right. And then sometimes an older sibling will put their baby brother in a basket and leave him in the front yard with a note that says, free to a good home. That can cause a certain coolness. And you know, sometimes you'll get a bratty little brother who'll take his big sister's dolls and stuffed animals and stitch them all together so he can play Island of Dr. Moreau. That can have some repercussions on the family intimacy front. Not to mention, some sisters will tell their little brother's date to the junior prom about how their Mima used to call him Nibble Biscuit, and that little brother will end up being called Nibbly for his entire senior year. That can interfere quite a bit with the warm and supportive family environment. And then some brothers will decide that sleeping in after a night of beers and laser skee-ball is more important than showing up for their sister's induction ceremony into the diplomatic corps. That can really put a damper on family cohesion. And some sisters won't even write their brother a single letter after he's been replaced by a duplicate and kicked out of the solar system. Because they're assholes. Ugh. doesn't make any sense, dearie. What could have put them in such a state? Is Mrs. Frederick certain that Susan does not intend to devour friend John's heart? She seems very capable. The virus of Earth. The hour of reconvening is at hand. You were charged with ensuring the presence of a Marquis at these proceedings, and yet he is nowhere to be seen. We implore your indulgence, your bountiful factotery. He gave us his word he would appear at the appointed time. Commander, perhaps your second could... for the incipients of the well-learned, illustrious lordship, uh, Kimelix Lobish. What does that say? Off-peels? Off-peels, Marquess Runroar, son of Jebelant, House Billibert, of the barony of Brellyfiend. At last! Have you forgotten the fifth principle of Zorfontium, Porter Cousin? To be early is to be on time, to be on time is to be late, and to be late is unacceptable. Come on, spare me the 53 principles, Auntie Len. I know I'm shaming my ancestors and the glorious path of incorruption, okay? I don't need to hear about it again. I'm just here for the canopies. Ooh. And you got a chocolate fountain. Patek. Then perhaps your seconds have some fraction of the decorum you are lacking. Who are you that stand with the Marquess Runroar before this august company? I am Delilah Mallory, daughter of Eleanor. And I am Chip Frinkle, son of Megan. Chip, you're supposed to use your real name. That is my real name. Seriously? Megan has a lot to answer for. We second his erudition and dedicate ourselves to the defense of his honor. His honor? Ha! Huh. How can you defend that which he has profligately abandoned? Silence, Kavalin! 
the forms have been observed. My most abject apologies, your effulgence. Now then, there is no time to waste. Most honored, if you have luxuriated sufficiently in the chocolate font, it is incumbent upon you to answer the question we bear from her grandiosity, your mother. Will you take up the scepters of Grand Matriarch Thren, return to ancient Huine, and take the oath of the Blessed Imperium in your new seat of governance? Nah, man, I'm here to stay. We got cousins coming out of our ossicles. Get one of them to do it. Your answer is unacceptable, Marquess. Clearly, you are too addled by the demon legume to conduct yourself with the solemnity appropriate to your station, not to mention to pay the amplissa magnificat the obeisance she is due. Right, man. I'm addled. You don't want to give Kandifa R to a PB junkie. You know who'd be good? Cousin Quipanit. That zood loves fancy parties. We are pleased that you agree. And thus, as your thinking is clearly impaired, we will invoke the right of regency to appoint ourselves your guardian until such time as your adamant has ceased. If such a thing should ever occur. Whoa, 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 that's not what I meant, okay? Uh, seconds? Help me out? Does that mean what I think it does? Can they just section you like that? If she invokes the right of regency, that's it, man. Good night, Jairene. Shit. Can we stall them? Gods, prepare to apprehend the Marquez. I hereby invoke... I may be stoned off my tarsal pads, but even I know you can't use the right of regency unless you can prove I'm out of it permanently. They tried it on Ostefan the Drunk, and she had the entire resplendent assembly shot. Nuts. I'm gratified to observe that you yet retain some measure of your vaunted scholarship, most honored. You do indeed have the right to a six-hour grace period to attempt a state of sobriety. But you know as well as I that such an attempt will fail, and thus I can only assume that your intention is to distract us, that you might evade our supervision. Commander? Yes, your effulgence? We... Are compelled to allow the young Marquess six hours, but we are also certain that he intends to use his no doubt numerous unsavory connections here to flee our lawful claims upon his person at the soonest opportunity. We must insist, therefore, that he be confined for the duration in your your peanut utter jar. <gasps> Stops. All right, I'll go. Strees, you're really twisting my trochanter, Auntie. Your six hours begins now. The League of Humans admires and exalts your forbearance, your effulgence. We hope that this delay will not inconvenience your scintillance unduly. All is well, Naris of Earth. We have been in pursuit of the Marquess for many long months, but the conclusion of these trials is at last before us. Soon we will return him to the loving embrace of her grandiosity, his mother, and all will be as it should. Rest assured, your part at the satisfactory culmination of this sordid affair will not be forgotten in three months' time. Come, Cavallin! We shall adjourn to the casino's plantide. 
I wish to observe these loose slots of which the Countess of Walden not speak so highly. Finally! Progress at last! I can practically smell the fresh mind helium in the air! Helium's inert, William. Don't ruin this for me. Shit. Yeah. Do you think he's got like a secret plan or something? Here's hoping. But what if he doesn't? I've never even seen him sober. Have you? Can he do it in six hours? I don't think we want him to. Have you ever seen a PB junkie in withdrawal? No. It's bad. If he doesn't get a fix, in six hours, he's going to be climbing the walls. And with 28 limbs to work with, that can get pretty intense. Shit. Yeah. So what do we do? You got any experience with jailbreaks? No. Yeah, me neither. I hope that whacked out Zib's got a plan, but if not, we need to get back to the egg and start setting up auditions for your new backing band. Shit. Yeah. Okay, that's an Arakeen sunset for you, a Midori scutoy for the gentleman, and one Celestine extravagance with Stromchum garnish. Hey, Chip! We're running low on sand, squid gizzards! Yeah, thanks! I'll add them to the next shipment! Okay, Dee, what do we got? I think Boo Boo Debates is still around. From your smark band? I mean, he was the least smarky? That's not saying a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, let's keep looking. Do you want me to put a listing on Hecknet? Not yet. That makes it too real, you know? We're not replacing stops yet. We're just researching our options, yeah? Fair enough. So, I got your message. And you actually showed up. Well, I'm not going to turn down a free meal on Earth Central's dime. Are you that broke? I thought you found another corporate job. I did, but a probationary mechanics under-assistant isn't exactly raking in the credits. Plus, the rents out here are ridiculous. If it wasn't for Althar, I'd probably be sleeping upside down in a garbage chute somewhere. Wow. Although I'm sure you think that's where I belong anyway. You were perfectly happy to let me get thrown out with the trash. Did you even miss me at all? Well, not really because you're still there. I mean, the other you is. Right. And it's not like you needed two of me. You barely had the use for the one. What did you want us to do? You were supposed to have been disintegrated the second you stepped in that teleporter. Legally, my only brother's back on Earth right now. I'm not even sure it's a good idea for me to be seen talking to you. The restraining order says I can't contact you. Nothing about the other way around. Okay, I know that, but I didn't want to make things awkward with j the new guy. Or more awkward. Oh, so now you care about his feelings. And here we are, one Fatithian stick for you and for you, sir. One order of meatloaf with cream of mushroom sauce. Hey, can I get you folks anything else? No, no thanks. Okay, then. Enjoy. When I saw that on the menu, I went ahead and ordered for you. Still your favorite? Uh, yeah. You can get something else if you'd rather take full advantage of my expense budget. No, this is... this is good. So... what's the new guy been up to? Back at the Plexworks before the accident, I'd been hoping to get promoted to Specialist C-Class by now. Oh, yeah, he got that a couple of months ago. He, um... He used some of the bonus to buy an engagement ring. Ah. Yeah. That was the plan. Sorry. 
You know what? I'm actually okay with it. So have they set a date yet? I don't know. We don't really talk that much. Less than we used to, even. What, are you the only one who doesn't like the replacement better than the original? Okay, that's not fair. Mom and Dad were really upset. It's just hard to mourn somebody who's still standing in front of you. And he's their son, too. I mean, you're completely identical copies, or at least you were when you first stepped out of those teleport pods. But he's changed since then? A little, yeah. His luck's definitely better than yours was. Funny story about that. But no, I meant you've changed. I don't know what it is, but you seem more, hmm, relaxed here? That isn't it either. It's just, I don't know, you never seem to quite fit in back home. Like, no matter where you were, there was somewhere else you were supposed to be. But here you actually seem like you belong somehow. It's new. Makes you much less annoying. Wow. Thanks. Oh, don't be a turd worm. Just take the compliment. Oh, shut up and eat your food. I got another dozen messages from Vert. We could always bring him in. <laughs> you know, I've never actually heard him play. For all I know, he could be amazing. I guess. But I mean, he's Vert. Yeah. I can't picture it either. But anything's possible, right? <laughs> I think I know what you mean, though. I never would have chosen this life, like never in a trillion years, but the fairgrounds does kind of grow on you, literally if you're not careful. And the people here rely on me, which is nice. Nothing I did back on Earth ever made much of a difference to anybody, but out here, like I stopped that seltzer machine over there from killing everyone on the station a few hours ago. Wow, are we safe here? As safe as you are anywhere on the fairgrounds. So not at all. Bingo. It helps if you think of it as another part of the place's rustic charm. Hang on. We've got Rogi and Montage coming through next week. You think we could convince them to stick around? How? With money, Chip. With too much money. Listen, you're not going to find another band who plays six instruments for the price of one. No matter what, if we lose stops, your bottom line is going to take a hit. Ah! I hate everything. Hey, I don't suppose you'd be willing to take a pay cut? Help the old chipper out? You're hilarious. Just a thought. Let's put Rogi and Montage down as a maybe. Commander, as I am unaccompanied by Factota at the present moment, perhaps you would grant me the boon of mounting my rifle. The simplified form of my title will suffice. Of course, your sublimity. <clears throat> the Marquess of Brillathine Wine. What? Oh, crap. Where's the thing? You have our thanks, Commander, and you as well, loyal Chip. If we may request another small consideration, we wish the use of your stage for a few moments that we may address all parties concerned in our succession. Sure thing, your, uh, sublimity. Hey, Stops, what's going on? Did you really kick in six hours? What's the play here? All will be revealed shortly, Steadfast Delilah. Do not concern yourself unduly. Susan, thank Hyadal you're already here. I've been trying to call you for the past 10 minutes. I had my phone off. I was taking some personal time. What's going on, William? I thought we had until 25.30 before the Marquess got out of the brig. Well, apparently he had other plans. Marquess, why have you emerged before the conclusion of your allotted grace period? 
This is most irregular. We are certain our system for playing this arts was just about to bear fruit. And why, most honored, have you demanded the return of her beneficent splendor to these squalid and degenerate environs? Hey! The Ampliso Magnificat has constrained me to prove my fitness. And behold, I stand before you of sound mind and body. Prepare to take up the scepters of Jethren and assume the title of Baronet of Cadafar, potentate of the Phyrexian Isles, High Lord of Nechatan, and master of her grandiosity's war snails in the sight of all those here assembled. What? It is my duty and my destiny. Protest not, Delilah, daughter of Eleanor. Unbelievable. We have walked a long road through the spaceways to find you, Marquez. And though our trials have been many, we are most content to find that you have at last remembered yourself. Factota! Strike the tambours! Dangle the galacticons! Bring forth the scepters of Grand Matriarch Jethren! Let the ceremony of bestowal commence forthwith! <laughs> I cannot believe you. Are you seriously going to throw me over like this? I thought you hated all this royalty crap. There are ceremonies that must be observed, Delilah of Tammuz Beta. There is no other course that can be taken. I must assume my duties and rights as Aaron of Kandafa'ar. All of them. What the frit are you... Oh. 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 Okay, then... Good luck. Are you prepared to receive the scepters, most honored? I am your effulgence. Then let the inceptoring begin! The scepter of sagacity, forged from the swords of the Generals Three at the dawn of the Tripartite Alliance. The scepter of honor! Retrieved by Jdret from the barbarous nomads of the shrilling wastes. The scepter of agility, which is very nice. So, is there a scepter for each hand or limb? Because I've got to be back at work in a few hours. I think just the first six pairs. The scepter of zeal, commissioned by Quaradrigan the Indolent. The scepter of acumen, encrusted with the shrieking emeralds of Byroxidine. And the scepter of mental fitness, emblazoned with the sigils of all 43 houses of the resplendent assembly. It is completed. All hail his well-learned radiant splendor, Camelix Lobice Allfields, House Billivert, Marquess of Brillifine Wine, Baronet of Andafar, Potentate of the Phyrexian Isles of the Grand Duchy of Prang. And now, most splendid, we will board the IXS Opaline and return to Huine, ancient seat of the Baronetcy of Kandfar, that you may begin your rule. But my rule has already begun, most amplified, for I have taken up the six scepters and thus ascended the throne of Menchatan. 
Your radiance is, of course, technically correct, but as the throne itself remains an ancient wine, we request that you assemble whatever baggage you wish to retain from your recent adventures, that we may begin our journey there post-haste. Your exalted mother awaits you, most splendid, and we ourselves are anxious to shake the dust of this place from our slippers. And you may do so presently, most amplified. But first, I wish to take my first official action as Baronet of Kandafa'ar. Declaration before all those here assembled, loyal progeny of the Zibidont Empire and citizens of the greater interstellar cooperative of sentient beings. One of the many rights pertaining to the Baronet, first bestowed upon Cassadrin by her most iridescent superiority, Dithren, as a reward for his service in the Battle of Daxregenth, is the right to name his seat of government. And thus, I declare that too long has Kandafa'ar been ruled from ancient Hawaiian. From this day forth, the official seat of the Baronetcy of Kandafa'ar shall be the Electric Egg. Ah, but I can. Whosoever holds the scepters of Jethren may speak for all Kandafa'ar. You tell him, sister! Zanaris of Earth! Put a stop to this foolishness at once! I... Is the Baronet correct, your effulgence? Does he have this right under your laws? He... may, but... Surely the League of Humans will not allow its territory to be annexed in this fashion? I'm afraid we'll have to, your effulgence. Under the terms of the Interstellar Reciprocity Act, Earth is required to accept any legal territorial claim from a fellow ICSB member. We retain the right to charge rent, of course. Bah! This is unconscionable! Kamelex Lopiteo feels just you wait until your mother hears of this! Your radiance can expect no more allowances to be forthcoming from the local treasury. And as for you, Zanaris of Earth, we will most assuredly remember this insult in three months' time. Kavalin, let us if foe at once to inform the Grand Duchess of this travesty! Stops, you did it! Ha <laughs> I knew you had a plan! Right, we were never worried for a second. Hey, uh, I'm here for the audition? Buzz off, Vert. Oh. Thanks for the backup, Zoots. I don't think we really did that much, but you're welcome. Nah, you were my seconds, man. That's a lot. You buffers really came through for me. You're twice tiled in my book. Well, thanks. We're just... Hey, you sound like you. What happened to all that royal jabber? Did you get sober or not? Oh, Fred, now, I'm like seeing five of you right now. So you never had the PVDTs. But how did you sneak the sticky stuff into the brig? Zibidon's got a lot more places to hide a stash than humans know to look for. Nah, I've been hiding than all 17 moves this whole time. But then how'd you keep up the aristocrat thing through that whole ceremony? You kidding? Stops knows how to maintain. Well, congratulations. Glad you're still with us. Yeah, congrats. Right, everything's patic. Except Auntie Len cut me off. No more allowance. I'm thrilled. Hey, I'm still paying you. Can't you get by on that? You're paying me peanuts. And that don't buy too many peanuts. I got an expensive habit to support. Hang on, let me get this straight. 
you're officially registering the electric egg as Zibadonk territory. It's the official seat of the Greater Baronetcy of Kandatha'a. Yeah. And does that mean the Zibadon Empire will be paying the rent now? Hey, yeah! Yes, it does. This is amazing. Does that mean I can let anyone sleep here I want? No. I don't think it's up to you, Commander. Since the egg is now officially Zibitant territory, it's their laws that apply here. The Baronet would have final say on questions of residency. Stops. So flush with me, Chorp. Sweet. Ugh, fine. So, Chip. Now that your expenses have gone way down, thanks to Stops, not to mention he solved your busboy problem, you could take what you were paying in rent and kick it back to him. What? No. Or we could go ahead with the auditions. I think you can catch Vert if you hurry. Without that allowance, I got a split for somewhere I can live in style, man. Uh, hell with it. I guess I'm no worse off than I was before. I'll draw up some papers for a baronet's stipend. Yes! That's right. Well, it seems this will work out nicely for everyone concerned, even the busboys. No, no, it won't. We'll have to go back to Earth and tell them these shenanigans just cost the League billions of credits in helium exports. It was always a long shot, This William. failure is unconscionable, catastrophic. The repercussions will be appalling. Have you no concern for your future in the core, Susan? And Commander, believe you me, when Earth Central hears of your role in this... Hey, Bill, foob out for a minute. You know where most of the helium refineries in the Empire are? Little place called Kendifa'a. Can do Schnitz without helium without somewhere to work it. So anyone who's in good with the new baronet will have a pretty good shot in those contract renegotiations. Do you smell me? Understood your splendorousness. Hey, home stops. Attention travelers. If you are the owner of a blue lamachine suitcase, please retrieve it from the baggage claim area immediately, as it has begun reciting unspeakable prophecies and is thus in violation of Universal Robot Health and Safety Code 134 Alpha. Thank you. So? So? Thanks for coming out to see me off? Well, at least I could do. Sorry for losing my temper. I wasn't acting too brotherly there for a while. I mean, I know technically I'm not your brother anymore, but... Look. Whatever it says on paper, whatever you've had to become, you're still the kid I grew up with. And I'm sorry I didn't get in touch sooner. We may not have had the world's greatest sibling relationship, but you'll always be my baby brother, even if I can't legally call you that anymore. I haven't forgotten about you. And even if they already have another you around, I know mom and dad are thinking of you too. That, that makes me feel a lot better, Susan. Give them my love, okay? Will do. And, uh, could you apologize to your roommate for me? He wanted me to come over for dinner, but, you know... No problem. Believe me, he's used to humans avoiding him. He doesn't take it personally. An Iltorian. I don't know how you can stand it, but it seems like you have a really good friend there. And if you can keep that going, you might end up embarrassing all of us in the diplomatic corps. I'll do my best. Sorry you got stuck with a mission to the fairgrounds, but it was good to catch up. So I guess it was a lucky coincidence. Coincidence? Oh yes, I definitely came out here on a mission I could have easily pulled rank to avoid just so I could feast my eyes on a decommissioned tourist trap. 
That's exactly why I'm here. Susan, I... John, you still on a central promenade? If they need you over in the food court, something hinky with the Italian pop dispenser, and it sounds like it's about to go nuclear. I'll be right there. Go nuclear. That's a metaphor, right? With an Untalian pop dispenser? I'm afraid not. Okay, I think that's about all the rustic charm I can take. I'm going to head out. Yeah, I should probably get on that. Have a good flight. I'll see you the next time. Next time. You've been listening to Life with Althar, Episode 6. This episode was written by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill for Gemini Collision Works and starred Ivana Cullinan as Commander Toriana, Alyssa Simon as Lieutenant Commander Frawl, Derek Peterson as Stops, Eli Ganeas as HF, Barrett Johnson as Althar, Chris Lee as Chip Frinkle, Amanda Lapagola as Mrs. Frontrenax, John Amir as John B., and Zuri Washington as D. And also featured Olivia Baseman, Philip Cruz, Jessica Stoya, Ian W. Hill, David Arthur Backrack, Lex Friedman, Leela Okafor, and Linus Gelber. Life with Althar was created by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill. Barrett is the supervising producer, showrunner, and script supervisor. Ian is the audio producer, sound engineer, and technical supervisor. The writer's room consists of Barrett, Ian, John, Amanda, Chris, Philip, Lex, and Linus. Theme and interstitial music composed and performed by Anna Stefanik. Life with Althar logo and illustration by Dean Haspiel. Library music and sound effects licensed from Storyblocks. The entire production is copyright 2019 Gemini Collision Works. We'll be back in two weeks with another Tale from the Fairgrounds. But until then, let's check in on the new seat of government of the Baronetcy of Kandafa'a, otherwise known as the Electric Egg. So, the visiting of Suzanne was brought to a happy conclusion? Happy might be pushing it, but it worked out okay, eventually. Alva is most pleased to hear this. French John, Alva would like to apologize for causing troubles between John and Suzanne. Alva wishes very much to learn of the human family relation, but Alva should not allow his desire for knowledge to overcome his manners. Althar is very, very sorry. Thanks, Althar, but don't feel bad. Things between me and Susan have always been difficult. I don't think it would have gone any smoother even if you had stayed out of it. Friend John is very gracious. Althar does not wish to make prying, but would Friend John help Althar in understanding this difficulty with Susan? I don't know if I can, Althar. It's just one of those things. Like, well... Your family are the people who've known you your whole life, you know? And that can be good or bad. Or both. I don't know. Don't you have anyone in your family you don't get along with? The family is not a thing of guilt or friend, John. This is why Alvar has such problems in the understanding. And the human family is of even more confusion than any other Alvar has studied. It seems to be the cause of much trouble. But contentment also? Can French John explain to Alvar? I can try. Give me some time to think about it, okay? Yes! Alvar is most grateful for the assistance of French John.
Empire.